This year has us all wanting to be healthier, and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit VSPDirect.com today. That's VSPDirect.com. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I knew that this week had to come during some time in my journey on my podcast. So here it is. It's National Eating Disorder Awareness Week. Hey guys, welcome back for another episode of Raising Serotonin. If you are new here, I just want to say hi. My name is Sammy, and welcome to the freaking family. If you don't follow my Instagram, head over to IG right now and follow Raising Serotonin. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify, whatever tickles your fancy. I'm a huge Spotify girl. I don't have Apple Music, so we use Spotify here, okay? No, I'm just kidding. If you use Apple Music, you're, you're cool too. Just go on Apple Podcast because it comes on your phone just type in podcast and it'll come up. So, <laughs> all right, friends, let's get into this. As I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, this week is National Eating Disorder Awareness Week, and I really want to bring so much awareness and attention to this, not just this week, but every day, because it is something that changed my life personally, and some other people that I know have been affected by eating disorders as well. So it's pretty relevant, and I think is becoming more relevant in the media, which sucks, but I mean, we have to talk about it. There's things that you don't want to talk about, and we just have to do it. I'm going to give you the definition of what an eating disorder is because I think that there's a big misunderstanding because the first thing that most people think of when they hear the word eating disorder is most likely a girl who is stick skinny, you never see her eat, and you can basically see all of her bones popping out of her skin. That might be quote-unquote true, but that's not every case, and that's where the misunderstanding comes in. So I want to just put a line to that, like stop that misunderstanding. An eating disorder, by definition, is an illness in which one who experiences severe disturbances in their eating behaviors that can be related to thoughts and emotions. People with eating disorders typically become preoccupied with food and their body weight. So I don't want you guys to think that it's so much the way that they look on the outside is like, quote unquote, an eating disorder. It's actually like a, a mental thing. It's an illness. And I don't think people understand that. I think that a lot of the time you would make the assumption that they just don't eat. And it's not because they aren't hungry or they want to be skinny. It's like an actual problem. I'm going to share my own story that I'm like shaking that I really haven't talked about 
to anyone besides my family and my doctor because I'm really not over what I put myself through, truthfully. But being open and honest with you guys is the point of my podcast. And if you have any of these behaviors or thoughts or anything, please let me know or please realize that there is help and you don't have to live in fear. Or like I said, please come talk to me and I am always ready to help you. My DMs are always open on that shit all freaking day long. Like you can really ask everyone. I am constantly posting on my Instagram, just trying to talk to people, get people's minds thinking. Like people will DM me back and just be like, wow, I never thought of it this way or I needed this or like things like that. Like I go deep into Instagram and find the best pictures and quotes to post on my story. And I have been making all of the the posts that I have been doing and finding those quotes and really understanding them because I know that I'm not the only one that needs them. In high school, you could say I was, and I'm air quoting, thick. And it's so hard for me to say words and things like that because people have such a different thought process. But, you know, regardless of anything, I was a good probably like 130 to 140. I fluctuated and I'm 5'4", having grown since I was like 13. And if you look on the BMI scale, you would you could say that like 140 is a tad bit over what you should be when you're 5'4", like weight-wise. And 140 is not thick, by the way. It is healthy. I had a tummy and my thighs touched and like I never had a thigh gap and I had D-sized boobs and I knew I was like pretty comfortable in my skin because like I took pictures of myself like I can't remember ever being like I look fat like I do that now and I did that before I like ha- when I was having my problem but I can't remember I guess it's because it was so long ago but I can't ever remember being like oh my god ew I look fat and I'm sure that I said that like once or twice so don't think that's like unrealistic I just want to say that it wasn't as bad as it is now. Okay, so it's the end of 2015. I graduated high school, went off to college. If you follow me, you know that I hated my first semester of college. But if you haven't caught up, go listen to episode four. It's called Take Me Home to Pittsburgh, and you'll find out why I hated my school. But since I was super depressed at West Virginia, I ended up losing like a good 30 plus pounds. And with that image in my head, I was skinny. So Remember, I came home like 90-something pounds, so that's a huge difference. So that at that point, I was like actually skinny. And since I lost that weight and thought I was skinny, like quote-unquote skinny, I took advantage of the weight that I lost and started going to the gym. But you're probably thinking, okay, you went to the gym, like who cares? Guys, I was running and running and running and running. Did some squats here and there did some back machines so I didn't look weird at the gym just running and doing abs. I thought that was weird, but I just ran and ran and ran and then did abs every single day of the week, multiple times a day. I did did it at the gym, in my room, in my backyard. If I didn't go to the gym at a certain time of the day, I would honestly like spaz out and my whole day would be thrown off. I was so freaking dramatic about it. In addition to me being obsessive about the gym, I obviously mixed my like quote-unquote nutrition into the mix of being obsessive I didn't count calories I tried that but never cared enough to like do it every single day because I was running so much so I didn't really know how many calories I was actually burning from running and eating and so I just like wasn't something that I was into but regardless I would say 
I was eating like 700 calories a day, like only consuming that, like regardless of how many calories I burned from running, like I only consumed that much food. But I thought it was good food. I was eating. Put that into perspective. Like you should be eating like 2000 calories a day or more depending on like your height and your weight and all of that. But I honestly got like a little OCD because of it. Because if I had different foods, my stomach would hurt and I would get upset because I didn't eat what I was supposed to eat. But I ate the same thing every single day. And what I remember specifically, I like honestly, guys, like my memory of like 2016 to 2017, like that whole year is kind of blurry because like I didn't eat so like I don't really like your brain needs that fuel one of the things that I would eat every single day was a green smoothie but in the smoothie I would put two servings of flaxseed and one serving of chia seeds in there and basically flaxseed makes you shit and chia seeds are supposed to make you feel full because when they like are in your stomach they expand so I was like dope I'll just poop out the fucking grind it or like mixed spinach and apples that I drank but like still felt full so I just want to remind you guys that eating disorders are an illness like I was extremely addicted to the feeling of skinny or like looking model like or like feeling like that I wanted to look like them I was obsessed with it the routine that I started was like so set into my brain that when I went to school I was so thrown off like in the fall because I got home from my first semester at Duquesne and I worked out at school like maybe once or twice and didn't really eat that much because I was still pretty depressed because of like what happened at West Virginia like I literally didn't take a break off from school like I just went from WVU to Duquesne so let's just like fast forward a little bit and at this point I'm a sophomore at Duquesne living on a floor with all my sorority sisters and you'd think I would be having so much fun but my boyfriend at the time was studying abroad and our relationship was super toxic and moral is I wasn't allowed to go out or he would block my number or break up with me or whatever the fuck he did but just saying my only really outlet was the gym So I became obsessive again and going twice a day because I literally had nothing to do. Since I wasn't eating the same foods that I was during the summer, my body was a little freaked out. And basically, okay, I couldn't shit, guys, okay? Like, days went by and I couldn't fucking shit and my stomach was hurting. So I called my mom freaking out and she was like, go get a stool softener. But okay, wait, my mom is a nurse. so like, she knew what she was talking about. But I fucking don't and my dumbass was like oh okay thanks and I thought a stool softener and a laxative were the same thing without doing any sort of research I was just like I'm pretty sure that a laxative is just a little bit stronger and I was like okay we'll work better and faster so I went back to my dorm room took one and went to bed I woke up in the morning went to the bathroom everything was fine and honestly I felt so fucking good I literally was like cleaned out. My stomach was so flat. I felt so light. I love the way I felt. I love the way I looked after I took this laxative. So I continued to take them. And one day, like one became two, two became three. And like this went on for like two or three months of me having that feeling of so good, of being so flat. And I was like obsessed with it. So if I knew I was like going to eat out or something, I would just like take 
like three laxatives and just like barely make it home to go to the bathroom. I remember on my birthday, I went to the Cheesecake Factory and took them before and I, <laughs> oh my God, I literally like did not make it to the bathroom when I got back to the dorms. Like I had to run. And then a week before Thanksgiving of my sophomore year, I finally called my mom and was like, hi, <laughs> I have a problem. I'm addicted to laxatives. I don't eat real food. Help. <laughs> but it was honestly like way more dramatic than that. And I was like pulling my eyes out and shaking and shit. And like, it was impossible to admit, admit like we were on the phone forever. And I was like, she could not understand me because I was crying so hard. But guys, I remember this so vividly. It's truly like PTSD. But I'm telling you this because if you ever fucking do this to your body, I will personally come to your house and yell at you even though that probably does nothing, but still, like, this is not okay, like, please, please, please don't do this to yourself, so one night, I, like, took them in the morning, and, like, nothing, like, I guess my body was, like, getting used to it, and so, like, I took more at night, and I woke up at probably at, like, 2 a.m. in the most pain I probably will ever be in in my life, like, I'm convinced that it was worse than childbirth because, like, they drug you up during childbirth and, like, I was not drugged up during this. So, like, put your hand in a C position and then, like, turn it so it's, like, upside down. Like, that's what my body looked like. Like, I looked like I was, like, the fucking hunchback of Notre Dame. Like, I was, like, a literal animal crawling on the bath, like, on the ground to get to the bathroom at 2 a.m. with, like, like, this stuff is, like, coming out of my body. And I'm not kidding. Like, I had to throw out my favorite sweatpants. Like, this literally ruined me. Like, I thought I was going to die on the toilet. Like, Elvis. Like, I thought I was actually going to pass out and never wake up again. I was seeing stars. My body was like, fuck you, Sam. Literally, fuck you for putting me through this shit. You have not given me anything but laxatives for months. Like, this is what you get. I like I'm like literally shaking like telling you guys this because like I have not like admitted this to anyone because like it's so it's not embarrassing like don't be embarrassed to share your story guys but it's just like I hate thinking that I did this to myself because I'm in such a better place now but I came home and had to admit it all to my doctor and my doctor looked at me and goes you're an anorexic bulimic the tears guys like the tears have never flowed so fucking hard all down my face in my life. Like, I was like, don't, like, I freaked out at him. I was like, I don't fucking look like them. Because, like, I thought that image was that, like, the skin, like, the bones were coming out of her face and all that stuff. Like, I was, like, not that image of an anorexic girl. Like, I don't make myself throw up. I was freaking out, like, screaming, like, literally being a psycho in the freaking doctor's office. But he was like, hello, Sam, listen. He was like, calm down this is not the end of your life. You have made the first step. You told me that you needed help. And the tears like stopped. Like guys, I admitted that I needed help and someone helped me. Do you know how hard it was for me to do that though? Like this went on from September to November. I was doing this every day of my life. Like I was destroying the stomach lining in my stomach and I didn't care I was obsessed with being skinny and pretty and model like because that's what I thought guys wanted that's what I thought everyone would like me if I looked like that if I thought that it would make me feel my best like I thought that that was okay because like it didn't really affect me until that one night like 
I had definitely had stomach pains before, but I just thought, like, they're cramps, it's fine. Like, I just continued to, like, move on with my life, but that one night seriously destroyed me. I was so scared, and I realized that I love life, and life is so beautiful that that's not, and that's not okay to do that to yourself. I want you guys to take a deep breath and just take my story in. Because that happened in November of 2017, and it is February of 2020, and I still have trouble with eating and my digestive system because of what I did to my body. Like, I forever have ruined my body and my relationship with food because it's going to always be in the back of my mind. I'm not saying you can't have a relationship with food. I'm growing towards it every single day, but it's going to be a roller coaster for me if you have an eating disorder it's not just going to go away you're going to continue to live your life that way unless you get help it's time to get a hold in your life the reason that you might have an eating disorder is because like you think you you can control your eating which you can you can put things into your body that are healthy for you i learned that the really really hard way like what i thought i was eating before was so good for me but all i was eating is spinach and apples and yogurt and like that doesn't do anything like no that absolutely does not do anything for you so i needed something that i could take control over and now today that's my podcast in my life i'm finally in control of my own life i am manifesting my life for so much freaking success i know that i'm gonna continue to struggle with food for a portion of my life like i said but it's not going to be the end of the world it's like it's going to be okay but it's hard to go through food and happiness and having a good relationship with it when you did go through things that i went through but there is help there's resources, there's medications, there's support groups. It's 2020. You can literally FaceTime your therapist. Like, I'm pretty sure that they have apps that, like, you just FaceTime them or text them. Like, you don't even have to see a person. Like, you can just text them. When you're either starving yourself or, like, eating and then letting it out, your body is grabbing onto anything it can. And while it's doing this, it's ruining your insides and it's ruining your appearance on your outside like not eating won't make you beautiful people won't make you handsome if you're a guy you have to fuel your body with the right foods I'm not the best person to ask about that but I do try to eat my best like as much as I can like I finally like eggs and I never liked eggs before and I but I tried them a certain like sunny side up with some toast and I really liked it and that's a lot of protein so I'm really excited about that because I have a hard time with protein because I only eat chicken. Like, I don't like red meat. I don't just struggle with food. I really do struggle with body image. I have an extreme case of body dysmorphia. Everyone just thinks I'm skinny and I don't eat. Like, to this day, people still say, like, you need to eat. And in reality, that only makes me feel worse, guys. <laughs> so, the thought of eating is scary. Like, I get it. But I don't go up to people and tell them that they need to eat. Like, you have no fucking clue what's going on. And if anything, like, I just have a, if you don't know me, I have a fast metabolism and I can't fix that. Like, that's my body. That's my genetics. So, like, you wouldn't know. So, you can't just be like, you need to eat because, like, you really could trigger something in someone. But I wanted to give you guys some resources on how to handle the situation. If you know someone with an eating disorder Or if you think you have one or you do have one, I want to be there to help for you guys. I 
I've been on both ends of it, obviously. So with that being said, if you are able to recognize a disordered eating attitude and behavior, you've already taken the first step towards a new, happy, and healthy, balanced life. The second part of that is if you haven't spoken the words or even thought about it, I want you to figure out the person you trust the most. Just in general, like even if you don't have any sort of eating issues, like just think about that for a second. Just think about the person that you can go to that you trust the most, that you are closest to, might be your mom, your dad, your best friend, your brother, your sister. It doesn't matter, but like you can't go to someone that's going to freak out. Like if you go to your mom and she's going to freak out, like that's no, don't do that. So best friend, brother, sister. But now if you think your friend or family member might have an eating disorder, don't go up to them and say that shit. Like I mentioned before, don't do that. Like I said, it breaks people down. It destroys them mentally because they don't need to hear it. They don't need to hear things about their own body. It's already in their own mind. And you telling someone that they have a problem does absolutely fucking nothing. You're, you approach these things with care and love. You never sit them down in front of people and talk about it, like something serious like this, and expect them to be fucking okay with it. This is a really personal and private conversation, and you have to give it to someone one-on-one because it, having a group of people around you is not going to do anything. Like I know like group support is good, and I'm not saying you can't do that. But trust me, it will be easier if you just talk to one person. But let's find you treatment. I personally went to my PCP because therapy doesn't work for me. I've had some issues with it in the past, but but I felt like I could talk to my own PCP about my habits and he would lead me in the best direction. So if you don't have a relationship with your PCP, that is okay. And you can talk to your therapist or you can find one. If not, there's clinics with people that you have no idea who they are and are completely there to help you. But guys, you can't change or stop without some help. I needed help, but was terrified to talk about it until that one night in the bathroom. And I realized that my life probably would be taken if I don't treat my body right. And it really just opened my eyes to like how beautiful my life is. And I'm still really on a long eating disorder journey with anxiety and depression and just mental health in general. But... A part of me knows that there is still help and I'm still getting help today and if I can help someone that also helps me because I feel like this is a really big issue with teenage girls now but I know I can be here for you and if you need it I got you I get it I've been through it but you guys need to know that you are so much more than the negative image that you have of yourself your body is your temple. Treat it with love. You were made the way you were made for a certain reason. And you shouldn't have to change yourself. You can only better yourself. Don't go down. Let's only go forward. But alright guys. let's like Thank you so much for listening to my story. That was so hard for me to do. You're probably like wow. She can't speak at all. But like it's because I'm nervous. And I don't like actually speaking about it out loud but it did make me feel better because podcasting is my out and I love doing it for you guys because I know that this is going to get to someone and I'm really going to be able to help you because I don't want you to ever feel like you're alone or that this is going to be your life forever because it's not it's time to grab your life by the throat and make it your bitch because that's what it's about I love you I'm here for you and we're going to figure it out guys okay I'll see you next week bye
Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. 